When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian. Huge news, Rana. This is going to shake the world of entertainment. I'm telling you, the world of podcasting has not seen the likes of what's about to happen. We have an announcement. You wanted more, you're getting more. Starting February 10th, Ask Rana with Rana. And Brian. And Brian. Thank you. Is coming to Patreon. I can't believe it. Monday, February 10th, we are launching with a Oscar wrap-up bonus show. Fabulous. And in the future, there will be more advice. There will be tricks and treasures. There will be beauty. There will be travel. All of it, There'll guys. be whatever we want it to whatever be. Whatever we want Let's it to face be. face it. Honestly. Yeah. So don't start expecting. You'll get what you get. Patreon.com slash askrana. Join now for all the BTS. Launching February 10th. I can hear you, but I won't. Some look for trouble, while others don't. There's a thousand reasons I should go about my day and ignore your whispers, which I wish would go away. Oh. Whoa. You're not a voice. You're just a ringing in my ear And if I heard you, which I don't I'm spoken for, I fear Everyone I've ever loved is here within these walls I'm sorry, secret siren But I'm blocking out your calls I've had my adventure I don't need something new I'm afraid of what I'm risking If I follow you Oh shit, okay Into the into the unknown Into the unknown Into the Into the unknown Thank you very much oh. Thank you <laughs> That was Into the Unknown From the Oscar nominated oh. Frozen, Frozen 2 Frozen 2 Is it the only sequel that's nominated this year? I think so <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Throwing Shaska with your hosts, Brian Safi and Rana Glickman. And who's with us this week or this this year, I should say. We have this the, is an annual show that we do. The prestigious editor at large of Variety. Kate Arthur. Excuse me. The prestigious senior entertainment writer at Variety. Adam B. Very, A.K.A. <laughs> Madam Bovary. Here we are. Madam is here. The scandalous Madam. Kate is here. We don't. We don't have to get into Hollywood's biggest stories that they were at BuzzFeed last year and they were at Variety this year. Well, believe, I saw me. the headline. Excuse me. They landed on their feet. And by the they way, they landed on their feet. They went together like Jerry Maguire, like Renee and Tom. They went exactly. She, she, he was standing there with the box in the office to hold all of her trophies from the. The ad awards that they had won. Correct.
correct. or whatever. Correct. Yeah. In this, in this, and which one of you has an, a child that has an eight-pound head? All three of you. Oh, probably. The human head's eight pounds. Is that? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Jonathan Lipnick. Jonathan Lipnick. I'm quoting Jonathan Lipnick. That's right. Kate, was Jerry Maguire your favorite movie of that year? <laughs> I did love Jerry Maguire. It's so good. It's you're, so good. Oh, you're a sucker for Cameron Crowe. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch not, Roadies? Not recent. Roadies. No, you big fan. No. Um, I watched the first episode and no, that was enough. That was you enough. knew what they were doing. That's I fair. Did. Yeah. We it was headed. Didn't like it. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. We oh, have. Star. We have. Rona, I don't know how you got yeah. these 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 I- I- incredibly prestigious guests today. I never know how you do it, but you did it. You know what? Yeah, I'm connected. Yeah. It's just one of those things where they say Ron is on line one. Does Jordan know about these two? Okay. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, of course Excuse he does. Excuse me. Of course he does. Yeah, of course. Jordan's following all of the, he's He was a big Premier Magazine fan, so he was very sad when that. Sure. And Empire was his other favorite. He reads a lot of British. The TV show? British. It hysterical. Oh. Hysterical. Okay. We should get right into this, Brian. We have so much to cover. Now, we got to decide. Are we going to go in the order that the Oscars go? So supporting first, and then we'll go to- yeah, of course. And we're doing who we think will win and should win who for the 2020 Academy Awards. It's exactly with right. With Barbara Walters hosting. I wouldn't mind getting 30 seconds. I have to say 30, otherwise it'll be 30 minutes. Right. From Madam and from Kate on what this <laughs> award, what is the story of this awards season? Okay, yeah. Oh. Is there a we, big- What is the over, oh. la, last year that was so kind, it seems like this year it came in with a, an absolute whimper. I Last th- year, that was so controversial yeah. with Black Panther and then Green Book won to letting us know just what the temperature of the country was, right. which was, congratulations, you've gone nowhere. I think- it it, I mean, we could have yeah. foretold the impeachment hearing just by Green <laughs> Book true. winning the Oscar last <laughs> it was year. Pro- it was prophetic. Lamar Alexander presents Green Book. Yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> That's yeah. grim. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would say probably who who isn't- Nominated, yeah, and this in uh, this year, especially in the acting categories, I think that first and foremost, Jennifer Lopez. That was one of our questions. For, I have to tell uh, you, hustlers. she had one, the last laugh on that poll last night. Oh though, my god, well, at the Super she Bowl, did. she was fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. Reading I, one of our viewers yeah. meant, "Hi, Ron and Brian. Does J Lo deserve a Best Supporting Actress nomination? I think Hustlers was a great movie about strong women giving shitty men what they deserve, <laughs> and I wish it got more love from the Academy, yeah. which must be comprised of men." All. Alternatively, do you think getting the Super Bowl halftime show was a good consolation prize for Jennifer? Thank you for your excellent misspelled well, opinion with excellent with an A at the end. Sam from Boston, Alex from Methuen. Yeah. They'll be winning a they, chocolate Oscar. They They'll be getting a chocolate Oscar. We haven't told. We had chocolate Oscars made this year. That's right. Kate and Adam both had one waiting for them at their place, as did Brian, but he's no sugar. This, this is and the who, crinkly wrapper. And whoever's questions uh, we use so sexy. will be winning a chocolate Oscar. These That's are right. substantial yeah. and an excellent prize. They're gorgeous. Thank yeah. you. Kate, what are your feelings about the J-Lo snub? Yeah. I, I mean, I was going to say, I feel like the story of the Oscars this year is Oscars almost so white. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no women directors. Yeah. And, and obviously Greta Gerwig is the leading snub in that. But Ugh. I would also put Lulu Wang and I would put Lorreen Scafaria in it, too. If we, if we want to talk, talk about a movie for our times, I think Hustlers is a movie of our times. Yeah. <sighs> Do you think it should have been nominated for Best Picture? 
I wouldn't have hated if it had. Okay. I, th- I thought that I that thought movie could have gotten a best picture, best director, best, best adapted screenplay, best adapted screenplay. I'm going to wow. see it tonight. Actor, best costumes. The costumes in that in that are incredible. Editing. The, just the, the costumes were amazing. Just the introductory sequence where J Lo takes the stage and does a pole dance to Fiona Apple's Criminal. Yeah, is that's a masterpiece great. of of all of the things. It's yeah. a masterpiece of the of lighting, of, of cinematography. Of when you talk about giving a performance, yes. J-Lo really was giving a performance. I mean, when you talk about what goes into, the work that goes into giving a real performance. I mean, I know J-Lo's spinning all day, every day, keeping herself fabulous. Nobody looks that good. She's, she's, she's 50 a, years she old. She is a wonder. She's, an, she's the eighth wonder of the world. But that and then for her to do such a fabulous job embodying that character and really mm-hmm. making it something. I mean, she really got snubbed. Plus, she's like a chain smoker. Did you know that? Not in real life. Really? No, she's not. In the movie, oh. she, I just wanted to find oh, a flaw. Oh, in the movie, she smokes. <laughs> oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. In the movie, she smokes. So the, the story this year is who wasn't nominated? Yeah, female yeah. directors. Female directors. J Lo. Who else? I was. Uh, Kate alluded to Lulu Wong, who directed The Farewell, yeah. which I God, that, one of my top movies of last it year. It was incredible, and I and and the fact that it's nominated, not nominated for anything. You're right. That's Very another sad. one that Screenplay, several people were real, overlooked. Uh, real overlooked. Screenplay yeah. was not nominated. Aquafina as lead actress is not nominated. The w- w- actress who played. The grandmother, Zhao uh, Jen, was not nominated. Any, and I, I also another big, I mean, I know it got nominated for a bunch of big stuff, but any of the actors in Parasite who were all just like yeah. incredible. Yeah. Incredible, incredible performances. Yeah. Incredible, yeah. especially the, I I don't know their names, but the woman who played the wife and the woman who played the daughter and oh, then yeah. the father. was strictly, it just, yeah. All three of them. Strictly, that's strictly racism. Yeah. I mean, truly. It's that outsider <coughs> thing that the Academy gets caught up on. It's amazing that it's gone as far as it has in the regular, yeah. you know, that they didn't just put it in the foreign category and give a call it a day. Yeah. Do you think the Oscars yeah. is becoming more obsolete as all these award shows gain momentum, or do you still think it's the gold standard? I think that the none of those other award shows would exist if it wasn't for the Oscars. Yeah. And they're all, they're all trying to clamor for space that uh, to try to sort of predict who's going to win the Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And do you think in the run-up it's been a legitimate predictor? Because that's something we always talk about is they won yeah. this one, they won that. But, I mean, we'll get into it in the individual categories. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I think this year, yeah. I mean, if you look at who's won the four acting categories, it's been pretty lockstep. Yeah. I think the the it there was a while where there was a question as to who was the front runner for Best Picture, but I think that's resolved now. We can get to that later. But, oh. um, but like resolved. Yeah, just, I, it's just, just what, remember, should we just stop remember, the show now? Remember, I I wasn't here last year because I had food poisoning. Yeah, but just remember that we have never been right. No, that's yeah. also in true. the history <laughs> completely of our predicting true. Best Picture. You know what? Starting last from year, year I predicted yeah. maybe you the did three, last year I predicted Green you Book, did. and I got you would not imagine the sneers I got you in this did. room, the looks I got. <laughs> and, and by the way, I didn't want it to win. I just knew it would because I know what's happening. Brian with understands America. The hip kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll talk. We'll go from best supporting actor or actress. Actress first, right? That's actress. what they do first. Usually, let's yeah. do it. And we should say who we want to win and yes. who yeah. we who we think will win. Yeah. Yes. Rana, do you want to do the nominations? Actress in a supporting role. We have Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh, Little Women. Mago Robbie Bumshaw. Fabulous. What a what a collection of, of people who should and should not be there. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Who shouldn't be there? Well, I didn't see Richard Jewell, but I just feel like J-Lo should maybe take that spot. Kathy Bates is brilliant, obviously, yeah. but I just based on everything I did I've heard. see Richard Jewell. I completely agree. Look, Kathy Bates is Kathy Bates. She didn't need to be lumped into another cat. She's had enough accolades in her career, and it's an absolute nothing pot. She, she, really? Oh, she, she, the, the thing Kathy Bates deserves an award for is that she had to do all of her scenes in the worst apartment in Atlanta that you ever saw. That she had to live in that set was a crime. Yeah. Trying to make, you know, instant mashed potatoes for fat rich. And Kate, did you, see, did you see Richard Jewell? <laughs> I didn't see it. I haven't seen it either. It's, it's the one movie do not, that I have Please don't bother. Please I'm going to say bother. who I think Clint will win. Lost his mind. Yeah. Who I think, I'll say who I think should win. Okay. And I actually think... Oh God, I'm I'm afraid. I always get so scared to say what I really think. It's it's a sort of compa- I mean, uh, what? for me, it's competitive. I do with this sort of thing because yeah. I just I just you don't understand, Kate, what the toxicity was like last year <laughs> when I said Green Book. <laughs> Listen, I think that actually Florence Pugh gave the best performance of these five. Agreed. Personally. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. I thought she was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I just saw the movie yesterday. I really, really loved it. Yeah. And um, she makes she completely recontextualizes that character. Yes. Totally, totally, totally. Everything yeah. she does is surprising and cool. And that speech about the economics of marriage that she does in, in Paris in the art studio. Which was written as an original. That's not something that's in the book or in any of Louisa May Alcott's writing. Greta Gerwig wrote that. It's be- right. it's a beautiful speech, and Florence Pugh delivers it like perfectly. It was I I would go. I know that it sounds like Laura Dern is probably going to win this. Oh, absolutely, she's a lot. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. a lot. She's, has she been going to all the luncheons? She has. I, yeah. th- I mean, she she there was a period where she was might have become the Academy president for a while. Oh, uh, and she's a, on the board of governors. She's I like see. she's a big oh. muck in the Academy. Yeah. And and I mean she's never even as she was won. giving the performance, you could sort of feel that she yeah. felt she should, as she was delivering the performance, I, she was sort of holding her statuette yeah. in I, hand. I feel like if if you know if there's anybody that uh, people in Hollywood can uh, sympathize with, it's a, a woman playing a divorce lawyer. Yeah. So um, <laughs> true. You know, I feel like that they that that's right. That's they, everyone thinks so, had, I know her. She had yeah, my heart when she ki- when when she kicked off those red heels oh, and yeah. crossed her feet on the couch, which was. One of two close-ups in the entire movie, by the way. Yeah. And I don't know why they chose those heels. No cl- I don't know what was going on. Well, they did a little closing up on Scarlett Johansson's face, but that was about it. It was very strange to me, that way that film was shot. But in any event, I will say this. I, th- I think we know it's a lock for Pew. No, for no. Dern. I mean, Dern. for Dern. Dern. Yeah. Uh, Pew is an exciting and up-and-coming star the world wants, so she can't, she looks great without a bra on, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> we always need one of those. <laughs> she is dating Zach Braff, which I'm disappointed what? about. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very. And she seems, they keep going to Greenblatt's to get matzo ball soup whenever she gets off a plane. There's no way he's being nice to her about her success right now. Like when William Hurt told Marley Matlin, Right when they walked out of the Oscars, he presented the Oscar to her. They were dating and they got in the limo and he said to her, they only gave that to you because they feel sorry for you. It's a good thing she couldn't hear him. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, weigh in on this category. What do you think? (laughs) Florence Pugh is my favorite. Yeah. And, and absolutely, as Adam said, makes Amy like a co-lead with Joe and she and Saoirse Ronan are so good together. And I just loved, loved, loved her performance because Amy is a flaw in the book. And I love the book, but the fact that Amy is so annoying is a flaw. Um, 
I also love Margot Robbie in Bombshell. She was excellent. I have to say, I am not a Margot Robbie fan. Yeah. She is the female Chris Hemsworth to me. Somebody decided they were going to be a star, and now we have to deal with it. I mean, that, that's just what, the, you know, here we go. Okay, he's in this now. He's in that now. Here we go. And I feel exactly the same way about her. But it made me realize she was, I thought she was excellent oh, in man, this heartbreaking. film. And when she's crying outside that restaurant. And it made me realize, which I did already, of course, knew how underwritten and how poorly executed and poorly directed she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Because they gave her, we knew they gave her nothing to do, Mm -hmm. but I sort of thought she was a a collaborator or a co-conspirator in that kind of Making sure and Tate seem like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And this, oh, I'm so sitting here pretty watching a movie and that's all I'm doing. Feet, feet, feet. Yeah. And it made you realize that they just, did nothing to help her and that she just did her best to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. She was terrific in this. Um, a little trivia about that scene. Um, <clears throat> Cause I did a Margot Robbie profile. Excuse me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Does she so, think she's the new Chris Hemsworth? So, uh, I, 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 I didn't forgot ask. To ask. Forgot I to forgot. Ask. I forgot. Okay. Um, Follow up. She, um, so usually in scenes like that, where you're on the phone, the other actor is actually in a near nearby in a booth from yeah. what I understand, doing the lines with you and acting along with you. Yeah. And it was Kate McKin- McKinnon's character who she was on the phone with, who she'd had kind of a romantic relationship with in the movie. But Kate McKinnon had to leave. So Charlize Theron, oh. who produced the oh, movie I'm and stars as Megan Kelly, obviously, we'll get to her later. Um, she was like, I'll do it with <gasps> you. And so they did. Um, wow. They did a couple of takes with her. And so, like, the crying, and it's such a moving scene, and it's so... She has a bunch of good scenes in that movie. She but, does. Yeah. And yeah. it comes a little bit late. Like, at the beginning, she's just this sort of obnoxious, whatever. It's a it's a funny character in that, like, her convictions are so strong about Fox News and, yeah. and how much she admires and respects it. But that scene with her and Kate McKinnon, where she tries to tell Kate McKinnon what's going on, and Kate, McKinnon says, Kate McKinnon's character says, don't get me involved in this, was just killed me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will. I will say that um, the scene with Margot Robbie and John Lithgow, where the actual yeah. harassment begins, yeah. right? Um, I, I was really upset by that scene because it it was it was the first time the fact that this movie was written and directed by men was very clear to me. The, the, we I mean, didn't need to see her underwear. No. And in fact, I don't I think we really needed to see much of John Lithgow. If the camera had just stayed on her face. The entire time. Just think about how much more powerful that scene. I mean, it was already an excruciating scene to watch, but I think it would have been way more powerful if we had just. The best part of that scene was her looking at the ceiling. It was on her and her so uncomfortable. I actually disagree with you, Adam, because I feel like the fact, because she obviously submits to him later and God knows, I mean, what horrible, you know. Yeah, we didn't have to. Yeah. And, And I feel like it's already so shy that the movie that it doesn't show what she has to go through later mm-hmm. yeah that i'm fine with that scene like the you know the the hike up your skirt like lift it higher i'm i'm fine with that i scene. actually thought it was a very well choreographed produced and thoughtful moment from in execution in the sense that cuz you that's where you think about costuming also and where she's going to stand, how the blocking's going to work, et cetera. It's shot from what you see behind, and you're questioning how short is the skirt going to go. And she comes into work every day. I mean, the, the, half the movie's about the fact that no one wears pants. 
Right. And then they and then they and then they go into the Spanx room eventually, and you see, oh, they just have a thousand of these Roland Murray knockoffs that they're all putting on, which I'm certain of all of that. They probably had a tanning booth too, and the 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 idea that she dressed to be noticed, but in her wildest dreams, she never thought anyone was going to see her underwear, or she would have been wearing different underwear. As a, I mean, as a woman, you understand that, where you think, oh, she's just wearing white panties. Disgusting word, I'm sorry. But <laughs> it's so shocking, that moment. She never thought it would go this far. She thought she was in control of her own image. Yeah. And that, I thought, actually was appropriately appalling. I, I don't need that image of Margot Robbie's private pets burned in my brain for the rest of my life. And I'm sorry for her that it's sitting on screen, but I thought it was very powerful actually. Cause that's, it was so, that's a good point. it was so, uh, Common. It was also that movie was sort of fun in a Disneyland way, and that it was just yeah. like here's Janine Pirro. Yeah. Janine, you know I mean? Oh, she was fabulous. Here's yeah, she was fabulous. Alana Ubach. Here's Red Bear. Yeah. It was yeah, she was. Right, we're only on. For, we gotta I move know. On. We got to move on. I just want to say real quick that I, I I don't think if Scarlett Johansson had been nominated for Marriage Story, she would she would not have been nominated for Jojo Rabbit. I I think that that performance that she gives in Jojo Rabbit is fine, but it's I I you know I think that there are other supporting performances J Lo. Uh, uh, the grandmother from, from Farewell. Farewell. Yeah. Well, so you, Both of the women in. Jen, you you know. think she's um, only in this, well, she's already in lead. Why would they put her in supporting also? I, I feel like enough people wanted her to get the double nomination that they voted for her. Yeah. But I would actually say that she's better in Jojo Rabbit than she is in Marriage I Story. couldn't oh, agree more. I disagree, but we'll get to that. I totally I, I just, agree. I, I, would, I would say that, um, and, and she's the first person to get a double nomination since Kate Blanchett did for... Elizabeth and I'm not there. Elizabeth and I'm not there. Yeah, Elizabeth two. Yeah. Elizabeth two, the squeakquel. <laughs> Elizabeth two, Judgment Day. Okay, Brian. Elizabeth two, Back in the Habit. Let's yeah. move on. Laura, Laura Dern is, is everybody thinks is yes. going to win, and everybody For wishes. I Laura think now, I, I, and her speech in that's great too. The, I will say just because we're always wrong. Just hedge our bets. Okay. The supporting categories are often the categories where there's a bit of a surprise. Where yeah. like the person like you think is definitely going to win, like Lauren Bacall uh, was obviously going to win. Sylvester Stallone. How does the math work again? Very briefly, madam. It's just this is just a straight like who popularity. Twenty percent plus one. Who gets, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Who gets 20% of the vote plus one. Because there's five five people. Oh, I see. But yeah. I thought it was, if you put it something, is it only with picture? If you it's put only it down with picture third? that it, oh, yeah, okay. that it becomes it. algebra okay. two. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I actually do wonder if, if enough people walk away from Little Women being like, you know that Florence Pugh, and this is a category that often the sort of up Could be an upset. Could be an upset. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. Actor in a supporting role, this is quick. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Can I be honest with you? Okay, should we read who's in it or who even cares? Does it matter? It doesn't. I mean, I, old man number one, old man number two, old man number three, <laughs> old man number four, and then it's going to the youngest old, youngest old man in the category. It's true. The youngest <laughs> nominee clocks in at like 52 or whatever. In the, This is the order in age. Anthony Hopkins, the two popes. Yeah, most fuckable. Though. Al Pacino. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Al Pacino. Least fuckable. Joe Pesci. 
Honestly, maybe most fuckable. <laughs> he's a good time, yeah. for sure. Yep. Chase you right around the room. Yeah, he's fine. Throw a lamp at you. Yes. Yeah, and then buy you dinner. And yep. You think, why was I ever mad at you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loves to watch you eat. Go home with a fox stole. He'll buy you like a, fur, a fox fur stole. Completely. <laughs> I, would, I would in a minute with that guy. <laughs> we literally just got talking, done some talking people, about bomb show. <laughs> some people think that you have. That's true. You have, no, that was you just do a, have your that, Palm Springs relationship. We are friends. We're friends. Yeah. And okay. Palm Springs. Tom Hanks. Unfuckable. I didn't even. Wow. Non-fuckable. Didn't even watch this movie because wow. I already saw this movie last year and I was furious it wasn't nominated. What? The, oh. the fact oh, I didn't that, see that it. Fred Rogers didn't win last year. Oh, the, the documentary. documentary. Yeah. I will say in that movie's defense, you think you know what that movie's going to be when you go in and it's not at all. Um, I'll get around to it. It's, it is, it is of. Uh, it is a wonderful counterpoint to the documentary. I think they're they're sort of in conversation they can with live each other, together. but they can live together. Okay. They, it's it's not repetitive in a way that I was afraid it would be. Is Brad he, Pitt, no. give him whatever he wants. Yeah, Ron just is a for the big scene, Brad Pitt fan. Just he wants. for the scene where he goes to the roof and he takes off his shirt. Sure, just that that was enough well, for me. I, I was driving something. up and down the one hundred and one. What do you guys think of the comedy routine that Brad Pitt <laughs> has been working out as he accepts these awards? I, I'm not familiar. What's he been? doing he's oh my just been god doing he's been wearing stand-up. he's been wearing name tags at, first of all he's been wearing name oh i saw tags the name tag yeah. hello i'm but brad like, pitt like when he so for like the p for the pga award which is not even broadcast you like you have yeah. to be there at the end he's like uh he, he he and his uh his producing partners uh dd gardner and jeremy kleiner won a sort of like uh, special sort of recognition for their work at Plan B. They produce like all of the yeah, great movies they make in the yes. last ten years. Movies, yeah. And uh, so at the end, I'm going to paraphrase this, but he he made this sort of off seemingly off the cuff joke of like you know I, I I'm really uh, so proud of all the stuff that we've done at Plan B, except for the fact that our we Named share a name with after a, an abortion and pill. A, after a contraceptive pill, and like he just sort of dropped that little joke. And everyone was sort of like shocked that he had made a little funny, um, but it, it uh, you know, he in the in the aggregate of all of the weird quips that he's been dropping during his his acceptance speeches, it's it seems he's putting it all in perspective. He is at a time in his life where he has done all of it, and he gets to he's delighted that he that he's even found his way out the other side of this. He has all the money he could want. He's trying to fit. He realized he's immortal. He is a mortal, not immortal, not immortal. He might be immortal. He realizes he's immortal and he thinks it's funny. And he, so he's enjoying the ride. That's what I think is going on here. And I loved when he said to Leo, I would have shared the raft with you. That drove me crazy in Titanic. <laughs> she just <laughs> let him slide into the water. He was, I mean, come on. He is totally winning in this movie. I don't yeah. know that it should necessarily be an Oscar winning no, book, but, but he is, not. he's totally enigmatic, dynamic, and all of it. Do you see the two popes? I, there's absolutely no way in hell I would see that movie. It's better it's, than you think. It's is it? Better it's than yes. Very, it's very just about good. them waltzing? No. No. On the it's, posters are dancing. It's I, terrific. I, I, I thought. Is anyone here Catholic? No. No. I think it's a I think it's a movie yes, for people. Yes, I am. Who, oh, you are? Oh yeah. Oh. She's a big she's one of those <laughs> she's kidding? a she's a she's a Catholic. She's a, one of those common Catholic Jews. I'm one of the, well, I'm a Murano. I'm a sp- hidden Jew. I'm okay. one of those Spaniards I'm that be could, making fun of that. Adam I'm this. one of those <laughs> Spaniards <laughs> that converted <laughs> to Judaism during the Inquisition. Yeah. That's right. Basically Ronna Glickman. Catholic. Catholic. No. In hearing from Catholic people who watched that movie, I think yeah. that that's a movie for people who aren't Catholic. 
Oh, I, th- I think that if you if you're not Catholic and you you just sort of think the Pope the papacy is this sort of interesting institution, yeah, with sort of but it isn't like a sort of core part of your identity. Well, it's made by the guy that did City of God, yeah. who oh, was obviously is? raised yeah. Catholic. Yeah, wow. Fernando Moray. But I, I've just is. I've just heard from uh, people who are actually Catholic that 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 movie leaves them wanting, especially because it sort of. In a weird way, it sort of addresses, but doesn't really get into all of the issues with Pope Benedict and priests. I um, had a private tour of the Vatican a year ago. Wow! And it was fab. It was fabulous, and I got to go into the Vatican gardens. And I'm telling you, they've got Benedict living in a tiny little youth hostel. And they told us we were walking around. I saw where the Pope's helipad is, which like incidentally Boleyn. not the same as in the movie. They obviously shot it somewhere else. Yeah. And they told us it was one forty. They said you have to be out of here by two because he is allowed to do his walk. And what you realize is he's under house arrest. He can't go anywhere. And the reason is because they can't take the chance that his followers, who are rabid, will help him. Set up a dual. There was only a dual papacy once in history, which I can't remember. I think it was Avignon was where the other papacy was, and so they this don't is like, want that to happen. You again. sure you're not? Catholic? So this yeah. is very. I'm a student of history. Adam. This is like when I they apologize lock- for something knowing something <laughs> beyond is, my own. But existence. this is exactly <laughs> why Queen Mary locked up Princess Elizabeth. That's exactly right. It's the same thing. Can't have he two keeps things going those interviews at the same though time. that are like yes. Really fucking well, as soon as he, everything up, he yeah. quit. He said to them, "Well, now that I'm done, I'd like if you don't mind, I'd like to." go back to Germany to my hometown to open a beer garden or whatever it was. And he's, they said, uh, you're not going anywhere. And he was, well, I'll just go to Germany for five minutes. What's the big deal? They said, you're going nowhere. So he just walks around that garden. But wow. I'll tell you something, that film, if you want to see a masterclass in acting, those two, Jonathan Price. I don't know that I do. A little less so than Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> really, it's a wonderful two-handed performance. Yeah. There's well, really, yeah, they're, there's they're really jerking no each other off probably the entire time. The no, no, they're, system not, they're not. They hook up, the don't they? Category. No, what I is what? I think that the, the whole That's movie a different is through Price's movie you perspective. Watch. Right, yeah. but the young actor plays him in oh, so much true. of the movie. That's true. Uh, who, Jonathan Price? Who I thought yes. was very good. I think he's miscast, though. Ooh. Yeah, he is very good, but I thought he was Because... I couldn't make the connection between the levity that he finds later in his life and that was supposed to find so engaging about him, the sense of humor. Mm-hmm. The young actor, who's a terrific actor, just does not have that uh, that charm. Also, yeah. it, it was probably too much to ask that they could find two clones of Pope... Pope uh, uh, Moving on. Francis? Francis. Moving on. God. I yeah, tried I, to get Jonathan Price to make an Evita joke. When I did a video, I was like, are you used to addressing crowds in Argentina? And he would not. Wouldn't go there. He just wouldn't do it. Well, he's been a, he's been a, he has. Well, Madonna ruined, ruined his year probably. He was so sexy in Evita and I'm not kidding. He really was. I don't think you are. No, he was sexier than um, Antonio Banderas, which brings us to. Yeah, da, da, da. Or it could bring us to. Yeah, you may as well. All right. Actor in a leading role. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor Dirt FM. 
Anka is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anka app now or go to anka.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Do you want me to announce? Please, Brian. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. Though we are going out of what he supposed to, we're supposed to go to actors. Well, then let's we go to actresses. Let's just, you know, no okay. Let's actress. get going here. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time on ABC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him as the, as the prince. Oh, absolutely. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. Jonathan Price, the, the sexy Jonathan Price. The two popes yeah. in bed together. This is a lock category also. Yeah, also yeah. Walking Phoenix, which I'm which I'm sad about. As much as I really respect him as an actor and I he's been making the most of his time. That speech at the BAFTA is yeah. incredible. But I, I just think that this is a one note performance that is is this is an example of like, well, he's been nominated a bunch of times. He's really good. We all like him. We all have worked with him. Let's give him an Oscar in for fairness this. fairness to him, it's a one-note performance in a one-note movie. Completely one-note movie. I mean, every scene in this movie is the same scene. He's going to win for again. the most acting. Yeah. I, this and was also the most for, acting for in, in any category. And for endurance. Ever. Yeah, ever. ever. For endurance. I mean, to have to show up every day. And live that miserable existence and do that over well, just and over? Like, just like the camera just keeps watching him be miserable yeah. and choking on his own laughter again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. I have to say so the laughter edited. sort of ended up, I don't want to say winning me over because that's not the right phrase. But I, by the end of it, I sort of was like, you know what? He did a really good job. Like, There's an act to it. At the beginning, the pretending first five minutes was, were so annoying to he me. He did a really good job pretending yeah. that he couldn't control his laughter. And that's about what you can say about that performance. That's hard, though. But I think Sure. He, is it a worthy of an Oscar? I don't. I agree that every it was all at a ten. The entire movie was yeah. at a ten. Um, but he. But it was absolutely a performance that he found in fantasy. Yeah, to him. It, and it was an incredibly demanding and physical performance. He's doing great acting, and he's doing a lot of it. But he's doing the same thing over and over again. I would agree. And I think it was just a sort of a, 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 in the in the direction and in the writing, I guess, that we never got a break from him ever. No. Ever, and the, ever. There's also just no. There's no dimension to this person. There's no depth to him. There's no nuance to him. It's just a miserable, per, simple, mentally ill. miserable, mentally ill, simple yeah. man living in a miserable time in a miserable city. I liked his performance more than I thought I would. I went into this movie knowing. <sighs> 
and I tried to like be a little bit more fair about it, but knowing I wouldn't like it. I just, I knew that there was nothing about this movie I would like or take away from just because everything I had read online of people who did love it, it, I just thought it was obnoxious and I, there was no way I could. And I certainly didn't love it. He surprised me. The things I hated about this movie, I hate when a stand-up character is written in a movie and none of their jokes are funny. Right. And I hate in this talk show idea that Robert De Niro hosts this show. Yeah. He's a terrible host yeah. for this late night show. And yeah. his jokes are not funny. Yeah. I don't know. I just hate that. It t- takes me right out of it. But yeah. I, and I don't know. I, I guess I was surprised that I liked him as much as I did. But um, would you, would you, is he who you think should win? No. I, in, I think Antonio Banderas should win. Or, mm. or no, actually, you know what? I'll say this. I think Leonardo DiCaprio should win. I thought he was absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Oh God! Not a fan, man. This is. I I thought he was fine. He's just he's it. Like at this point, I've seen a, a lot of these people and uh, who haven't been nominated this year. You've seen these moves. From I've them seen before. these moves from like Laura Dern. I've seen her give that performance many, many times. Yeah, just very. It was a variation on the same performance, and I feel like she feels the same way. The way that she accepts these awards when she wins them, she's sort of like, okay. I guess I'll get this one. And well, um, as I said, she gave the performance with the statuette in her hand. Yeah, similarly, it's more that she knew she was going to get it. Similarly, I think Leonardo DiCaprio has given a version of this kind of performance before. He's and a very good actor. I, I thought he was quieter in this movie than yeah. he usually is. Like and usually, he's another one who plays everything at a ten, and I thought he was he was a little was more than fun that. to see yeah, he, him. He was as at a sort of, nine, right? <laughs> Well, it was fun to see him as the underdog a bit. And I love that scene with him and the little girl. Yep. That was so great. And because of the Julia girl. Butters. Because of Julia Butters. She's fan. She's the reason Talk about a pitch perfect Star performance. Yeah. 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 She's perfect. Kate, who do you think? Um, I mean, I guess I, if I were, I guess Adam Driver. Ugh. I agree. He was great. I agree. Because he's so different in Marriage Story than yep. he is in anything else. And I just, I don't know. I don't actually enjoy his persona in in the world. Yeah. But, like, I thought he was, like, he made me like him in that movie. He was And excellent. he was so sweet with the kid. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I thought. What I thought don't that- you enjoy about his persona? Is this the Terry Gross thing? Oh, that was weird. What happened there? Maybe I'll storm out right now. <laughs> yeah, just you're for, bringing up a sensitive bringing, topic. For bringing it up, um, you no, can't. You that, can't. Well, that is ridiculous yeah. to me. But um, but is he a difficult to interview? Is he? Does he not? Well, uh, I, I he, will. I will say. Is that part of his thing? Uh, he just seems grumpy to me, and yeah. you know, and and grudging, and I, yeah, and honestly, like, and like a. Uh, uh, like all these dudes do when they go up and make speeches that if a woman ever made them, they'd be fired in a second. They would never get work again. Yeah, He's one sure. of those that just like wears his art like a badge or something You're and like, his misery. I don't want to do this, Pat. Exactly. Although I will yeah. say that when I've seen him do interviews that are like performa, uh, you know, I the road to the Oscars interviews, I, I've been like, he's not going to win this award. He is talking himself out of a possible Oscar because he is – he seems so charmless during right. this process. I, it's like he's being tortured. And, I th- and I th- it seems like he probably feels like it's being tortured. Like I, I have a, a degree of sympathy for the Terry Gross thing insofar as when you watch what he does in Marriage Story, he really just sort of like opens his chest up to the, yeah. to the world. Like, yeah. that, like that final, that argument that he and Scott Johansson have where he just totally breaks down. Yes, that he argument just, that no one's ever had in their entire lives because people don't talk that way to each other. But yes, I know the argument you're, you're <laughs> describing. Yeah. 
any event. <laughs> but he d- but he yeah. he is incredibly he, vulnerable he's and so bare vulnerable in that and bare in yeah. that moment. And I think there's this thing that that actors are often asked to do, which is bear their soul and not take any of it personally. And so I think that there's a degree that I, there's a sympathy that I have with the fact that you know he had made it clear to everyone at Fresh Air that he didn't want to yes. hear himself. And then I understand you know, that, yeah. but like he's you know it it, it it's his thing is his thing. I'm judging the performance yeah. of these five. There's just a lot of steps between walking out and we said we weren't going to do this. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really understand what actually happened. Yeah. I don't think anyone does yet. Yeah. But um I, I will but I will say that I, I'm just thrilled that Antonio Banderas is in this category. Yeah. It was it, we, that was a surprise nomination. I don't think a lot of people had pegged him to be nominated. He's a wonderful actor. Yeah. He's an interesting character because he's someone that if you ever watched the early Almodovar films, which I was a big fan of, mm-hmm. he is just matador. He was the Jonathan Price of the early Almodovar he, movies. No, but he really is. Before he made the mistake <laughs> of flirting with Madonna in Truth or Dare, yeah. he was Spain's most treasured actor. Yeah. And then he made the mistake of jumping over to Hollywood and marrying Melanie Griffith and going on whatever roller coaster ride he went on, which you can't blame him. This is what happens. Yeah. But in his guts, he's a true actor when he's not playing the donkey or whatever he is on. Uh, oh, right. Puss on and Puss and Boots. Yeah. Puss and Boots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty uh, humiliating. But he is, no, he's made, look, he's got a great life. He's made loads of money, et cetera, et cetera. But he's a real artist. Yeah. And so it's wonderful to see him emerging again in this yeah. category. Getting getting the nomination that I think a lot of people expected Taron Edgerton to get. Oh, oh sure. Because Including Taron Edgerton. Yeah. And, and I, I. My I, boy, were they in your face I, with that nonsense? We, we could, we'll talk, I think, more about the Irishman when we get to picture but i i do think that the fact that uh de niro was not nominated for this category and was never really expected to be nominated for this category given how much of himself he put into that movie and and if you think anything about that movie i feel like you you are impressed with that performance am i wrong I yeah. I'm Kate is, I have, Kate is saying looking at me no, with I'm not arms particularly so creeped impressed. out by the blue eyes. Yeah. That and also I, it was so distracted. They spent all that money on the uh CGI and they couldn't CGI their knees. So they get out of the car and the, the body's 180 or, years or old. Or the way yeah, the way I spent Robert the whole De Niro movie walks, wanting to know how old And I people. say this as someone who walks like a 100-year-old person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they can't CGI the way they yeah. move about in the yeah. world. They can't fix Also, if you're going to do CGI, put in a monster. Do you know what I mean? If you've got the capability, <laughs> why Actress would you deny yourself? Actress in a leading role. Anna right, Paquin. Anna? <laughs> Anna Paquin turns into. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Yeah, give her something to do, for yeah. God's sake. Like, I, yeah, exactly. Well, her like, part was so small, you said, is that Anna Paquin? <laughs> like yeah. when I heard CGI, I thought, okay, great, Maleficent's in this. Yeah. She wasn't. She wasn't. You know what? I'm not saying, I haven't seen this movie, and nor do I plan to until <laughs> retirement. I'm not kidding. I don't think you should even bother then. Okay, be great. Because this was one of those, when I when I hit 70, that's when I'm watching I the I saw Irish it in movie. the theater. Can we talk about Taron Edgerton for one sure. second, though? Yeah. Just because, I mean, he does an incredible amount. Yes. I mean, what, whatever you think of Rocket Man, yeah. it's, yeah. a, it's not a perfect movie, but it's it's quite a, a, it's like an epic story, and he is incredible in it. And the singing... And the fact if that, you the compare fact that, that to Bohemian Rhapsody, well, Rocket Man any day. Yes. Rocket Man yes. any day. Well, that's yes. the problem. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody happened last year, so they couldn't get into it. Well, the it thing is, year. though, like, I felt like if. But I agree completely. He's Rami a very Mark good actor. If win for lip syncing 
Uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I know. And Taron Edgerton does all his fucking own singing here yeah. in this movie. Yeah. It's like, what? what? But also, Al- the Golden Globes, as far as predictors go, the two winners in the best musical or comedy category, Taron Edgerton and Aquafina, were not even nominated yeah. in for the Oscars. Very strange. So, you know. I mean, yeah. and and both deserved it. Speaking of doing their own singing, should we move on to actress? Let's do There's it. There's an actress who did, and I, I know a little someone who has a lot of opinions on this movie. Well, there's two actresses that did their own singing. Are there? Well, yeah. one of them did the theme song for the movie, and the other one did it in the movie. Oh, yeah, you're right. Actress in a leading role. Cynthia Erivo, is that how you say that? Yes. Harriet. She's a fabulous actress, actually. I yeah. loved her in Widows. Mm-hmm. Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson, Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson's shadow in mar- Marriage Story. Can I say the next one's name? <laughs> Churches Ruined, Little Women. <laughs> Saoirse Ronan. Churches Ruined. <laughs> Charlize Theron. Yes. Bombshell. Bombshell. Renee Zellweger, Judy. Yep. Okay. Well, Who should and who will? Obviously, Renee Zellweger is going to win this. She's been winning all of it. Um, her, unlike all the other people who've been winning, her speeches have been a little. Honey, she's doing voices. She, I love that she's been in Texas a year, and she's like, she, she's like, oh my god, she's just a blushing bride in every speech. <laughs> Methoding Judy, toast Judy. Yes, completely. Like she's ready to play Tanya Tucker. Like she, she's. I don't know what her next performance is, but it needs to be Dolly or something because she is performing all of these speeches in a way that is so uncomfortable. Yeah. That Golden Globe speech was so good, but she was like, feels like a family reunion. I'm back at the table. And it's like, <sighs> yeehaw, lady. I don't know. It, it just is so, I, I, I don't. I, if only Kenny Chesney had been her date. Why she filed for divorce, she called, she said it was, it wasn't for irreconcilable differences. It was for fraud. And no, every time she was asked, why was it fraudulent? Both of them, neither of them would talk about it. Well, you know the answer. G-A-Y. You see. G-A-Y-C? C is in Spanish for yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. You spelled and I... He's, he's maybe... He's allegedly gay? Le- they've added another letter. He loves gay cake. Uh, <laughs> he's a gay, honey. Uh, allegedly a gay. What? On what on uh, earth? By the way, I, all I want is next year for uh, Renee Zellweger to play Joker and Joaquin Phoenix to play Judy. The, because those, they could each do just as good you, of a job as they did in each other's exactly It's the same right. He looks more like Judy Garland than Judy. Okay. He did look like Judy okay. Garland. Yeah. Before, <laughs> um, I saw this movie at its at the premiere at TIFF at okay. the Toronto Film Festival. And, um, International Film Festival. International Film yeah. Festival. Yeah, that's right. TIFF. TIFF. And uh, she got a, a standing ovation that lasted like 10 minutes. And it would have gone, kept going if she hadn't made everyone stop. And uh, I am, I think, in the rare group, group of people that actually likes the movie itself. I, I'm in that category, I, too. Yeah. I liked it, too. Yeah. I, I did, too. I feel like people, I mean, well, we'll let, we'll see what oh, Rana says. Oh, but. no. I liked, I liked this film much better than I liked uh, Hustlers. Oh. I enjoyed this better than her. Well, that's wrong. Yeah. But, because uh, Judy Garland has a better body for stripping? No. Look, this <laughs> I, is this a movie? I don't know what it is. What it is. What it, is it isn't a movie. What it is I is. There's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, by the way. That's not a movie. No, well, that's I have, scenes. Well, you know I have major problems with yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then, but I loved it. In fact, all of these actors, 
Uh, the fact that that movie is even nominated is a credit to all the actors that gave their performances. Yeah, Once absolutely. No question. That movie is nothing without the performances. It's nothing. I loved that it, though, that but it's nothing. It. Yeah, I agree. But Judy is just a rapper on this performance. Yeah, it's it. The the movie is her. She's the movie. There's nothing else that that movie needs to do other than what she's doing. It's and like it Nell. Un- it is. They it like just is. based that movie around a performance. And it is an insane thing to watch. I mean, the yeah. amount of energy that she's pouring into that performance she, yeah. and the level of, look, I know the movie was a disaster the moment that they, I was enjoying- They flashback the first, to MGM. Before that. The first 10, <laughs> I mean, a, after that, but the first 10 minutes I was enjoying and I was sort of along for the ride. Yeah. And then when they're at that party and they're building a house of cards on top of the guy that's asleep- Oh, right. In the ice, it was said, wait a minute. Yeah. The break, pump the brakes. And Liza was so dismissive of her mother at that party. Yeah. Well, her mother said, aren't you nervous? You should be. Yeah. Uh, But she keeps winning you back with the, she's so watchable. So broken. And I hate to say it, she has to share some of those qualities in in real life. There's no question. I mean, you are watching- a woman come on. It was like Blue Jasmine. It was. Same character. Yeah. It, yeah. it felt to me like the thing that was really striking to me was it felt like it wasn't like uh, what Daniel Day-Lewis did with Lincoln, where it was like Daniel Day-Lewis completely disappears and all you see is Abraham Lincoln. It yeah. felt to me like there was a conversation happening in this performance between Renee Zellweger and Judy Garland. Absolutely. And like what Renee Zellweger had gone through in her life. Yeah. Nice. And it's interesting parallels yeah. that Renee Zellweger has had in her life to Absolutely. what Judy Garland went through. And, it, and, and that made it so much more compelling to yes. me. Yes. I would yeah. I would agree with that. I also, but I I I have had many arguments with people who say do, who dismiss the movie and just love her performance yeah. or appreciate her performance. I did not know this, Kate. We've not talked about this. I know, I, but I I feel like there is a lot. The movie has a lot going for it. I feel like it's well shot. I loved the gay men. Oh, that scene yes. Jesse, was so Jesse incredible. Jesse Buckley, who plays her assistant she's in the terrific. movie, is great. Yeah, and she's, she's going to be a huge star. I yeah, think she's going to be in the next season of Fargo. And she's in Wild Roses. And, and she's, you know. She's very, very um, good. It, charming in a nothing part, really. Yeah, and, no, she's she's super great. And I thought the ending was great. With the cake? That yeah. killed me. Oh. That last scene was so haunting. It was so upsetting. The, well, when she's, she's eating the cake. Yeah, well, that's the second the to last scene. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. The last scene is when the she cake. when she steals the show again. When she says, I'll just watch Wings. Oh, oh I she see. she does 25 minutes. And that was pretty great. And then, she's like, I just want to watch it. No, she didn't. Yeah. She came out and stole oh, the would show. Would you mind? Yeah. Would you mind terribly? I also had a very personal reaction to that movie. I was, you know, at, at a film festival on my way from my family. And... And you know it's coming. You know she's going to sing somewhere over the rainbow. But the moment she starts singing it, that's the song I sing to my son when I put him down to bed. And yeah. I just, I completely <laughs> lost it. Yeah. I felt bad for the people who I didn't really know sitting next to me because I was like a blubbering fool. And one of the women like handed me Kleenex. I was <laughs> such a mess. I was such a mess. But it was, but like what she does there and, and the fact that she goes from Commander Shine, which we all know is like the, like, like the. Gave it her all. Yeah. It's the, it's the. Pushing Huge to the raft. Cliff. Yeah. It's the but, one where she like screams, Judy Garland herself like screams that yeah. high note and barely the, gets it out. It's the Everest of her canon. Yeah. And then she goes from that into that sort of like broken version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. And it's so corny that the gay men start singing with her. 
but it's it works so well. Yeah, the, the gay. I thought the gay men thing would be I, when they got in that apartment and that scene between them. I was I just got uncomfortable. Maybe it's because who knows? Maybe it's self hatred. I don't know. But I just was like, I feel like this is not going to go right. Like I just I had a feeling like they're just not going to handle this right. And it was a beautiful scene. Yeah, I thought it, that they did. It was a they did a magnificent so job wonderfully handled. Yeah, it was. You know what? It could have just been on television. Yes, I will yeah. say. Yeah, it could have. It didn't. It was one of yeah. those that was sort of like. Is it a great made for HBO movie from 1999? Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Not even a great yes. made exactly. for HBO movie now. You're right. It's from like the late 90s. Yeah. That I think it could have. It could have been. She could have won an Emmy for it. And uh, and of these of these, I would have picked. I want her to win, and I think she will win. It's the one. It's the one person who I think is the most deserving to win. Even not churches ruined. <laughs> I love Church's Ruined. <laughs> she said, and Charlize is great and Charlize too. Charlize gives a real performance as yeah. Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly cannot win an Oscar though. Sure, <laughs> sure. She gives a great. No, but boy, sure. she really. I mean, oh, yeah. she really transforms. Yeah. and she really, she really transforms into picks that. Up into a, into every mannerism that, and that voice. That voice. In the beginning, yeah. I didn't think she was going to get neither. the voice, and that she got deeply, the voice. That deeply it's a very complex, hard voice to do. Yeah, that deeply complex and, and interesting and complicated woman. Megan Kelly. Absolutely. Well, she made it seem that way. And I think I mean, she. Well, just much more than I. I mean, she gave him more of a soul than I ever thought she had. And I also thought, like, yeah. it was good on them for putting in the, sh- the like, Santa is white thing in there. Because the whole time when, the, when I saw that movie, yeah. I was like, are they just going to make her seem like a good person? Because she isn't. Listen, I oh, think she's the, just the best of the worst. The takeaway from that yeah. movie is like, <laughs> you love, can really hate someone. They still don't deserve to be sexually harassed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. is just across the board. And I thought they did a good job of making her not seem like a great person, but still she was, you still rooted for her a little bit. I, I guess my, you because think too much. I, my issue with that movie just in general was, I thought it was. It's a clown show. It was a glib. And it's it it like the the sort of like oh look who's playing Hannity oh look who's playing Janine Pirro well and then they seem to use CGI as something on uh, Hannity who played Hannity there's a guy there's an actress playing Hannity but they use they they O'Reilly so much makeup O'Reilly they O'Reilly O'Reilly they did CGI then they put see again an opportunity they could put like a monster on his face you could put a little mini O'Reilly monster speaking out of his neck I just feel like the the poison that Fox News has been. In the world, yeah, I, 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 it, it left a bad taste in my mouth that the movie was so glib about a lot of it, and I wanted something. I just, and this is where I it's not you. necessarily fair to sort of like the movie is what it is, and and I wanted it yeah. to be something different, and I'm sort of dinging it for not being the thing I wanted. Yeah, but I am. Why stop now, madam? Because I, because I just think it should have been, it should have gone to a darker place. It should have gotten a little bit more. It should have felt like it a little bit more freighted. I just, I also there's just been a thousand nominated for best picture, and the story's been told ten different ways now. We've got Russell Crowe, we've got John Lithgow, we've got the Showtime miniseries, The Loudest Voice, which covered the same territory, was darker, and I I didn't like that either. It's just hard to do something about Fox News right now, like a, a a narrative anything about Fox News because they've destroyed. The, democracy yes, it's not, these aren't these aren't the people I feel badly for no yeah right I mean and it it did sort of I don't know it was it was that, that last title card was upsetting about how it said something like the women were all paid 50 million dollars and O'Reilly 
and Roger Ailes were paid $65 million. Something like that, yeah. Haunting. And then also, I mean, it is impressive that these women have have really took this guy down and and took, I think, did take a risk that was – not expected in in a corporation like yeah. that. However, yeah, Fox News and Megyn Kelly and all these characters have done some major damage. I will say that the one to me, weirdly, the most for me, the most remarkable thing to come out of that movie was what Megyn Kelly did in response, which was have Watch it. What, like she watched it and she and she brought some of the women who had been a part of that and some of whom were portrayed in the movie. Uh, together, they got some sort of private screening room. They sh- they videotaped them playing it. You should you can find it on Megyn Kelly's YouTube channel. I know. I and don't... then they had a then they had a conversation afterwards. And I was, it was very self serving of Megyn Kelly to do it. But at the same time, I thought it was, it it actually got at the both the sort of weird poison of Fox News and the weird poison of working at Fox News in a way that felt more trenchant to me than the movie itself. It's, it was my takeaway. I would say for will win, it's Renee. Should win, I would say it's between, for me, Sersha and Renee. Cynthia Revo is excellent in this movie. I just didn't really, I thought, the, I thought the, that Harriet deserved a better movie. <laughs> Harriet Tubman deserved a better movie yeah. than this. Speaking of movies that might have been TV movies, yes. Harriet. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I liked that movie more than other people too, but, yeah. um, but certainly it could have been. HBO. Yeah, it just it felt just yeah. like there was nothing. I don't know when you see something, and it's a shame because when you see something like Little Women, where Greta Gerwig did something so different with that movie, you sort of wish that this that the Harriet thing and the Judy movie weren't so formulaic and and so conventional mo- movie. Well, exactly. that, even though they both give excellent performances, especially with these historical. Uh, stories that you find that people get trapped inside the story, mm-hmm. that their performance gets trapped inside the story, yeah. if that makes any sense, as opposed to living a, a living, breathing life of a character. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see. I hear what you're saying. I would. I, I will say the person that I think should win this Oscar is Lupita Nyong'o for us. us. I do and too. I think if that movie had come out in the fall, how she well, pulled that off here. without was, an audience erupting in laughter, and they didn't. Yeah, like this it was, was just a, one of those things where her voice starts, and you're like, "Is everyone going to laugh right now?" And it's like, "No, she's terrifying, incredible." This terrifying. was our question from Patrick. Hello, Rana, Brian, Brian, Rana. If you could pick or add another nominee for each of the main acting categories, who would you pick? I would pick Lupita. her. Yeah. Lupita. Okay. J-Lo, Lupita. Lupita. But, yeah. And uh, who would who were the men that you would... Would you have added anybody to I the I would men? have put Aquafina in this in this category, too. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Those too. two, yeah. yeah. Men. Men. Uh, I mean, for supporting actor, the, the father in, um, in Parasite. Uh, oh, yeah, any, of the, any of the Parasites. Any of the yeah. Parasite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actors, I, I would put in there for actor in a leading role. I don't know. I don't know who else was even any. I it's my least favorite category. I would I would have nominated um, Taron Edgerton over Joaquin Phoenix. Actually, mm-hmm. I, and and Taron Edgerton. Uh, yeah, uh, and so that would have put him there. There you go, Patrick. You won a chocolate Oscar. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to best director. Shall okay. we? Yeah. Uh, I know who I'm not voting for. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Yeah. Todd Phillips, Joker. Yeah. Sam Mendes. Mendes? Mendes? Mendes. Mendes. Excuse me. Yeah. 1917. That was only only made clear to me this year, Mendes, because when he spoke at the Golden Globes. The S's throws me off. Yeah. 
Well, when he spoke at the Golden Globe, I think it's Portuguese. When he spoke at the Golden Globes, he he said this was in honor of his grandfather, whatever his name was, Mendy, uh, Mendez. So oh, then, okay. Then I, but I don't know as an English person if he pronounces it Mendez or Mendes. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time on ABC. Oh. <laughs> and someone help me with the pronunciation. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Parasite. For okay, I don't. I feel like I keep going first. And I'm not going to do it this time. Kate. Kate. I. I mean, I. I hope. And I think that Bong Joon Ho is going to win for That's, Parasite. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think. Did who won the DGA? Sam Mendes. Oh, he did. Okay. And, and and Kate, what makes you think he'll win it? Bong Joon Ho. I think that the Academy is going to recognize Parasite in one other way, other than best foreign film. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know, I'm pulling for him. I'm rooting for him. So how did you say Mendez? Is it Men? It's Mendez or Mendes. It's okay. unclear. All right. He said Mendez, but, but his he, he also might win as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it would he, be. That 1917 will be the green book of last year. And really? I don't, I'm not, obsu- I'm not I a, nearly upset about it as I was. No, I think it's book. fine. Yeah. I think it's fine for it's that to happen. Movie. Do I think the baby should have been starving to death? When they found the baby inside the house with the- Oh, when he tried to give it- And that he happened to have the milk in the canister. And okay, so it's a fairy fairy tale, fine. But the, I mean, truly, there's no, there weren't, I loved the film. Mm -hmm. I thought it was beautiful. I thought, think that if that production designer doesn't win, and if that cinematographer doesn't win, no one should win anything. That scene with that bombed out city when he's running through it was stunning. I mean, incredible production design, incredible world that he built- I thought most of the casting was terrific. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch, who I like very much, was miscast. And that when he comes onto the screen, all you can see is Benedict Cumberbatch. And I didn't need that. Increasingly true of all things that Benedict Cumberbatch is in. And there's so many good actors and so many good English actors that you could have thrown that pot to anybody. The film was going to be the film either way. I mean, I felt that that was- Russell Brand. That was one of my- Hot priest. Another way to go. So, so Another hot, way hot priest to go. is in it. Yeah. Hot priest like, disappears in that and, role. And, yeah. and I, I, I felt like it was a, it was a weird combination of these two young actors who I've seen in things before, but um, but still feel anonymous enough to me that I was able to get myself over to them. Yeah. And then this sort of weird parade of much more famous British actors popping in for like a two minute. Though moment. Colin Firth, Mark I nev- Strong, I never mind in anything. I never mind Colin Firth. And I, I mean, he yeah. does. He seems to do. Colin a, Firth is the only one that works very because unusual, he's got authority. And he does a y- unusual thing of being able to somehow go between being a big movie star and being like a yeah. TV actor. And he's lit really time. well in this in terms of like yeah. he's lit strangely in this. He's lit from below. So yeah. it, it takes you a second to his, figure out if it's him or not. And his voice is so different than anyone yeah. else's yeah. voice. There's I a just, different timber to him than. Mm-hmm. He's not pushing yeah. it full throat. But, I love Max Strong. I didn't need him in this. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'll take him in anything, right. but I didn't need him. I think yeah. that uh, if Sam Mendes doesn't win, it will be one of the very, very, very rare times that the winner of the DGA doesn't win the corresponding Oscar. It's yeah. the one category that where the guild is the most aligned with the Oscars. Yeah, this is the white people award. This is where it drives me crazy because it so clearly should go to Bong Joon-ho. Like, it just is, what he pulled off is unbelievable. I don't, I I think here's- I think either, I honestly think either would be fine. Yeah, Sam Mendes did an incredible. I think this represents the panacea of filmmaking. That a film can be so many different things. Yeah. Parasite- 
Somebody created that whole world. I know. And that whole, and also politically what that film was yeah. saying. And, I've never and, seen it. I mean, how funny the comedy was, how um, scary the, the thriller aspect yeah. was, how terror, how sad. The, the, every genre it was doing everything. just fucking worked. But 1917 is a representation of an old school version of filmmaking that people aren't doing anymore, that no one will give anybody the money to do. And just technically- that was an incredible thing to pull off. Yeah, I, it's. I think if you want to give an Oscar for it's most a direction, mo, like hardest direction or most direction, maybe Sam Mendes is the and that's what this. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't even know been. if it was that hard. I hate. I mean, yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but it's a lot of math figuring that yeah. film. Out, How many cuts were actually in it? I don't know, but the thing it's that clearly like, some CGI. The thing that blew also, my mind yeah. about the way that they made that movie is like. You know that so that scene where they're walking through the the garden and then they get to the house, right? Yeah. So they so they had to go to that location. Walking through the garden before the plane hits. Before the plane hits, that sort of like stone garden that's kind of bombed out. It's like there's this. Oh, wall you mean off the garden. farmhouse? House? Yeah, it's an orchard. Yeah. Yeah, orchards. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Adam, that was really fucked up. I'm sorry. It's okay. So they no, go to I that. I mean, paint a picture or don't paint a picture. <laughs> yeah. Go on. So they go to that location. <laughs> There's no structures there. Yeah. They rehearse it. And they basically put stakes in the ground as to when the conversation starts and when the conversation ends. And then when they get to the house, they put a stake in the ground then. And then they basically block the whole scene. Yeah. And then they build this, those structures to the, the specifications, to the performances. Because they because there's no they can't hide cuts. They can, they can't hide distance traveled with cuts. Yeah. So they can't they can't have dead air. They can't find a farmhouse and then like have these two actors sort of finish the scene and then just kind of trudge along for a little bit. They need it to keep it moving. Like that the the specificity yeah. of that blew my mind. That yeah. That's that's they had to go that far to make it work. No, that it's seamlessly. a real achievement. It yeah. is, and if it wins, fine. But it would be great to see Parasite win. Yeah, Completely I actually agree. think. Yeah. The the um, or Bond. We're not talking yeah. film. We're talking director. But yeah. So the only movie, the like, there's only like a tiny handful of movies that have won Best Picture without winning more than on two other Oscars. Uh, Spotlight was the one that did it most recently. It won mm. screenplay and a one Best Picture, and that was it. Didn't win win anything else. Few. But usually, no. um, <laughs> usually a Best Picture has to win. They at least love two Spotlight. Others. I hated Spotlight. Yeah. Um, Spotlight. 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 Are you being Mark Ruffalo? I'm being everyone. Yeah, I'm being yeah. him and I'm being- Rachel uh, McAdams. And I'm, <laughs> I'm being Batman. Oh, so, yeah. Spotlight. But so they, Spotlight. The Revenant didn't win. What are you talking Spotlight. about? Spotlight. The Revenant didn't win Best Picture? No, Spotlight won. Oh, oh that's really oh, you're right. Oh. It rescued us from The Revenant. You're absolutely I did, correct. I would have preferred The Revenant <gasps> one. Yeah. I think they're going to- remember get, that from our- Can yeah. I tell you something? Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> I'm going to be Shirley MacLaine for a second uh -oh. because I have a vision so and this is what I'm seeing. What are you going to channel? Seeing. Yep, channel This is it. what I'm channeling. <laughs> this, exactly. <laughs> this is what, exactly. It's, it's that's probably, me becoming one of the creatures in Annihilation. Is, isn't it time for channeling to come back into the popular culture I again? I completely agree. It must be time. It was very 70s yeah. to channel somebody. Yeah. Okay. okay, who are you channeling? I'm channeling. <laughs> I, think, I think they're going to give it to Quentin Tarantino. That's um, my, and listen, I have- all the channels. I have cable. I have YouTube TV. Hulu. I have Netflix, Hulu, yep. HBO Now. Yeah. I have, I don't have Disney Plus, so I guess I don't have them all. 
Well, I have there goes Amazon Prime. I have iTunes. Have you, I have iTunes. Have Do you, you figured out how to use Hulu? Have you figured out how to get Amazon Prime to run on all the different devices? No, it's the worst. It is. It's platform. You, I have bought. I'm t- not kidding. Maybe ten movies that I can't watch on my television. Well, you can watch them on iTunes because it just keeps. No, I know, but I keep buying the money Amazon Prime, Wait, and then it's and then, it, have, and then I can't get. Oh, it to I play can't on my Apple television. TV or a smart TV. Of course I do. I can't. Okay, I, I can't. Actually. You know what? And Kate, I have a car with four wheels. I can't buy on Amazon Prime from my ITTV, I, I, I but I can buy on Amazon and then watch on my ITTV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't anyway, be back snobby <laughs> when you can't get Amazon Prime to play on your TV. Oh. I have to go buy it online before I can play it on my television. I do too. Okay. It doesn't work inside of the smart TV. No, it's exactly. So you yeah. think Quentin Tarantino. Has anyone ever did this? Is a funny joke. Oh, here we go. Oh, God. Dumb TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because the opposite is smart. Yeah. Does anyone have a dumb does TV? Your, does your child understand jokes yet? Yeah, sometimes. So th- I think they'd like it. Okay. So um, I think it's going to be, I'm channeling Quentin Tarantino well, once is, upon a time. I think you're wrong and here's why. Okay. So I, I think it really, there was a, there was a period for a long stretch of the, of the year last year when it, it would, it did look like it was going to be Quentin Tarantino and it did look like it was going to be once upon a time in Hollywood. It were like the movies that, that, that looked like that was going to happen. Hollywood loves Hollywood. Yes. Then. He's so irritating and sweaty though. That, yeah. And they're tired of him. Unlike any other film director who's in the And the other thing is, he has the stink of Harvey Weinstein on him. That, it's and I have bad news. No Harvey. one likes me saying this, but it's probably true. If Harvey Weinstein had had produced that picture, it might have been a little better. <sighs> I loved that movie. You can't be a complete... Look, you can be a that complete... A mo- you can be a complete monster, but you can't say that that guy didn't give Quentin Tarantino one or two notes that didn't help a film at some point in his career. Yeah, I mean, you can't disagree with that. But, you know, I, I'm glad he's not in business anymore. Uh, I, I, <laughs> no, I'm not. Look, I, know I, I don't not. wish I was massaging I his black-headed not. shoulders oh, or anything, Brian. So oh, gross. I want not. to go back in time and not to know before these things. we heard that. Okay. Yes. So I know it's, That so, was unbelievable. I wasn't going to bring up Harvey when yeah. I was talking about this. But. but, but I um, told you this is an exclusive yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bong Joon Ho, I think the the phenomenon that Parasite became really took the wind out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood sales. Yeah, when you go to these events, when you go to any of these industry events, and any time Parasite is mentioned or Bong Joon Ho is people mentioned, get, people lose and their people minds. are taking the, uh, the actors cheer, are taking pictures like with them, yes. and everyone's very into it. Yeah. Everyone's really thrilled. Yeah. and and whereas you you know you watch look at Quentin Tarantino at these events, and he's a little bit like the oh. guy the guy who was uh, what like, happened at the other day at the, the WGA the big man on campus like three years ago. Right, he's still going back. To what happened at the WGA Awards? I only saw a GIF, a picture of Who him won? looking mi- Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho won making best a joke, original. and then Quentin looking miserable. Well, but so Bong Joon Ho won best I original he, screenplay over, he, over and Quentin. I hope he wins Quentin. that on this too. Yeah, well, that's what I think is like. That's where I think that that uh, Parasites shut out Parasites like path to winning a best picture. Yeah, it it has to probably win screenplay. Because it, you know, it, it's probably going to win foreign language film. Yeah. Oh, and Green Book won screenplay too last year, which yeah, was that horrifying. horrifying. But this horrifying, could be like horrifying. Roma when he won. He won uh, screenplay also, and he won. Did he win screenplay? Yeah, because it wasn't adapted. It was the other thing, okay. original uh, Vice, didn't he? 
I don't we have a list here. I don't think he did. I don't think so. I'll tell you who. He won director. He won and director. He won, he won too, cinematographer. Right? Oh, no. A black Klansman won adapted and original was Green Book. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I, I just think that uh, it really is between Bong and, and Sam. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and Mendez in, in this yeah. for this. Okay. Best picture. Oh, boy. Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, who won? The That's, I, that, that movie, if I haven't seen it, but it just keeps me on the edge of my seat because yeah. obviously Ferrari wins, right? The Irishman. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit, which we haven't talked much about. No. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time. Dot, dot, dot. In Hollywood. Parasite. Who should, who will? This is, this is uh, again, it's a hard... If you're, if you're, this is the upset. Category. I think this, this is, is when we're gonna we're gonna get this we're right. gonna get in the wrong direction. Right. We're gonna get we're gonna this become, wrong. I think maybe this, we should each say something different. Yeah, okay. I think the smart money is on 1917 to win. I think that it, uh, I think if you look at the membership of the Academy, it's gotten more international in the last few years. Yeah. It's gotten uh, more diverse, both in terms of people of color and in women, but it's still predominantly white men. Yeah. And I think when you look at this list of movies, 1917 is the movie that everyone can agree on. Yeah. And because of the preferential ballot, I think the movie that everyone can agree on is 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 pretty good. Is uh, is probably your safest bet, and that's how Green Book ended up winning last year. Um, Minus everyone agreeing that it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Minus everyone agreeing that correct. That was like. Trump over Hillary. I mean, that yeah. was like the shock. Ashanda. Completely. Ashanda. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that's really, um, really sort of interesting, I mean, we've, we touched on this a little bit with the Irishman earlier, but the Irishman and uh, a marriage story are Netflix's like big, big movies. Yeah. Here. And there's a very good chance that the Irishman especially is going to win nothing. How did that happen? How did it go from five stars, five stars, five stars? Best was, movie of the which decade. Which was crazy. Right. Right. To well, begin what with. would it win? Two. Well, I mean, I think people thought it was a lock for Best Picture before it ever came out. Longest movie. Yeah. I think the length. It wins. (laughs) I think the length hurts it. I think the and the Netflix of it all hurts it. And I think not just the fact that it's that it's on Netflix hurts it. I think everyone feels like you've had your turn, fellas. And that's also partly with Scorsese. But but I also think that like. And it's not Netflix, as, it's not Scorsese's Netflix, best film. Netflix spent the GDP of a small country on their awards campaign this year. They had uh, like and on dozens the film and itself, dozens and the dozens. The film was one hundred and seventy million dollars or something yeah. crazy. It like was that. enormously expensive. They sent yeah. these thick, thick books out to yeah. commemorate it, and I think it I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I think yeah. that the amount of money that Netflix poured into the well, campaigns we don't want to be you want to at least think it was your idea. It feels like they're just telling you yeah. what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you think 1917 will win. Who do you think should? I would I would think Parasite should. And this is where, like, I I have to hedge my bet. I think it's between those two. And the thing about Parasite is, I think with last year, I don't think there was any one movie that everyone's, like, desperately passionate about and got a lot of number one votes. Yeah. And that's why it kind of ended up being this weird, sad consensus, I guess, Green Book shrug. Whereas... I think a lot of people are going to put Parasite as number one, and that may put it over the top. Yeah. And I think if it's not a lot of people's number one, it might be a lot of people's number two. I don't know. But that's – if I'm – yeah. 
I just I still think the safe money is on okay, Someone, Tom O'Neill, who's uh, like the Oscar prognosticator who I believe the most has yeah. Parasite winning Best Picture. Which I, is my way of saying that I think I'm just going to say I Parasite. think Parasite is going to win Best Picture. But my favorite movies of the year were Parasite and Little Women. Same here. Yeah. Those were my top two. Yeah. And it, it, we didn't, I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning. It is insane that someone like Todd Phillips is in the directing category. Yes. And, and, and Quentin Tarantino for and that Greta matter. And Greta Gerwig yeah. isn't. That yeah. is why, and Martin Scorsese for that matter. I thought Greg, I mean, they're all brilliant directors and all, I, Except with the exception of maybe Todd Phillips, all deserve to be there. Greta Gerwig yeah. just really accomplished something incredible with this movie. It, that was a feat. Yeah. And it was like an instant classic. Yes. People will be watching that version of Little Women for decades. It's, it's felt modern. By the way, can I talk about how I wanted every suit that every man wore? <laughs> it was so cool looking. Everyone looks so good. It's so brilliant. Her point is made so well throughout the movie without anything being hammered over the head. I think who I think I'm with you, Kate, who I think should win is Parasite and Little Women were my two favorites. I actually think Joker's going to win. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <gasps> oh, here we go. No, and this is where don't speak it. Into I'm going out on a limb and I my eyes have rolled back to the back of my head. And I'm, I'm telling you, this is my feeling. Okay. The Oscar voters last year thought they were doing something progressive by naming Green Book Best Picture. They thought it was like a cool role reversal and isn't this modern? And meanwhile, it was like 50 years old. Yeah. It was offensive on every level. Yeah. I think that the way Joker has got made itself a political movie and sort of this idea that it's um, talking, in other words, that it's like, Bernie bros are really into this. and You think they're going to overcorrect? I think I, th- I think they're going to think like, oh, well, this is a movie with a message. The way Crash was, yeah. the way Green Book was, I'm, gonna, I'm going for Joker because that's a movie with a message that I also liked and also I like Joaquin. That, that might be, I'm sure it's wild. That's just what I'm thinking. I think, I would, li- I, I'm hoping that the surprise will be Parasite. There's a chance the surprise could be Little Women. But I think that for the no, most part, it's so. going to be 1917. Because I think for every reason that you just said, it's going to be 1917, which is nobody can argue with a movie about a bunch of people that died a whole long time ago that everyone can, you know, that holds this place of prominence in history, et cetera, et cetera. It's an old fashioned film. And so it's not a controversial choice. And so that would be, that's what I think it's will happen. It's interesting though, because I but remember- But I think people enjoyed Parasite. So there's a chance that, that he, people will vote for the film they actually enjoyed. See, the, the, you, 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 it, there's an interesting thing about 1917 where you, you are saying that it's old fashioned. And yet, I think that the the filmmaking technique and rigor that- that Bong Joon-ho used in Parasite is actually more old-fashioned because the amount of technology that uh, Sam Mendes had to employ to pull off the one-take thing, and then it also— It's an old-fashioned story. It's an old-fashioned story, but the way it's told feels very new. The number of people who likened it to a a third-person video game where the camera's sort of constantly hovering behind you. First-person shooter. Um, uh, meh, or third person, first person video game because okay. the first person shooter. Don't don't. I'm don't not mess getting involved in this. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, RPG. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to hear that. What do, Bovary? What do you like better? I'll call you Adam because that's her thing. What do you like better, um, RPGs or um, oh, RBG? <laughs> okay. 
All right. It's an honest question. So that, I would say RBG. Okay. But, so um, for the, the most uh, part, <laughs> people think, so So we think nine to, well, we all said something different. Yeah. More or less. I, also, I feel like they don't really do war movies anymore. Like Saving Private Ryan didn't win. Dunkirk didn't win. Maybe they're not into them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I sat next to, when, when I saw the, uh, the screening of it in November when it, they did their first sort of big set of screenings in, in New York and then they flew everybody from New York overnight to L.A. to do a set of screenings in L.A. I sat next to a former Oscar-winning producer and uh, at the end of the movie... John Peters. No. He turned to me... Um, <laughs> he and Pamela Anderson got the marriage and all. I know, oh, 12 sorry, days no, 12 later. Days. Sorry, they never got the marriage certificate. Yeah, they yeah. never got it certified yeah, yeah. in the first place. Insane. Um, he turned to me and he said, well, that's the best, that's the best picture winner. That's the best thing I've seen all year. And um, that man's taste, I feel like, is like dead center. Yeah. To I mean, what do you think Steven Spielberg's taste. voting for? Well, he pro- he his company produced 1917. Oh, well, there you go. Well, so that's who he's voting for. The system's rigged. Yeah. It fully is. Just because you work on a movie doesn't mean it was the best movie. I agree. <laughs> All right. I'm so scared about what you said about Joker, though. I just I'm feel scared. it. I don't. I don't. I think I that. Feel I think it. the difference between. I think the difference between Green Book and Joker is that Green Book ostensibly gives you a good time. There's some jokes. It's got a, it's like a warm message. Even though you're appalled by it, at the end, you. I can't it's a talk about ending. Green Book anymore. I can't. Joker. I'm still upset about it. Joker it's bringing me flashbacks from the, last year. Is the downer, most downer of the downer endings of any of the movies nominated this I'll year. tell you, I said one thing about Joaquin Phoenix online, uh, on Twitter. I, it is in my, in my Twitter history, I have never been come after like that before of people who are just rabid for this movie. Well, it made a billion dollars. Yeah. So it clearly has fans. Also, I mean, it well, really it's an tapped in, it's into in a cell fantasy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Incel. Because it should have been called yeah. the incel. Yeah. I, I, quick thing. I just wanted to see, because yeah. I didn't hear your full thoughts on why you didn't like Once Upon a Time. I really liked it. And I was curious why. And it, I agree that there, nothing really happens, but I could have watched it for 10 hours just watching those signs light up. I love the way it looked. Yeah. I love the old neon signs. I love the nostalgia for Hollywood. I loved the performances. I just thought the the Mago Robbie uh Sharon Tate Sharon thing. Tate thing drove me crazy. Yeah, it was terrible. And I found it hard to recover. That had to recover from. I couldn't understand why, if she was playing a real person, and I guess they did this in Bombshell too, but where they show her on screen, and you can tell even in that tiny little slice that they show of her and Dean Martin together, that she was a smart actress. She wasn't, I mean, she was sort of good at playing the fool, but you could tell there was something to her. And they just, she was just this weird ghost of a beauty who was floating in between things. And the movie to me just felt not, I enjoyed all the performances. I enjoyed the look of it. It wasn't good enough. And And it's also, and I thought that the ending was misogynistic on a level. My feeling about Quentin Tarantino is if you asked him about women, of course he doesn't. He his answer is he doesn't hate women. He doesn't have any idea what you're talking about. And I and I believe that. I actually believe he believes well, written- everything he says. But he is a teenage boy 
who has a teenage boy's understanding of the world and how his work impacts other people. And as much as it's fun to see a comic book fight, I didn't need that woman's face to be smashed into a count of 4,000 times. I mean, it's not the only way to do that. I'm not saying you don't have to murder people violently. That's fun. It is. And that sort of, to bounce off of that, the thing that made me very I don't need him to be honored for it. I enjoyed all of the other pieces that came together, but I don't believe he's the great, he's the great conductor of the I have to think that what he thought he was doing was, I mean, because what those women did was so perverse and disgusting to, to, you know, to Sharon and uh, Abigail Folger and and all those people was so beyond any, your wildest imagination of of something disgusting. Yeah. Um, And maybe he was trying to match that, but I agree. he didn't see that. He took it out on the women (laughs) way more than he did on them. The guy just gets knocked out. And I think he just, and I think he just thinks that's funny. I mean, I honestly do think he thinks, oh, that's hysterical. And then we'll just smash her face into the thing. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, it turned into a grindhouse movie. Yeah. Yeah. And to to bounce off of that, the other thing that really made me uncomfortable in an extreme way about all of that was that the character who's perpetrating all this is the character played by Brad Pitt, who we've already established in the movie's world, has a reputation within the industry for killing his wife. Yeah. And- I, I know that this is more complicated than it's worth getting into right here, but to have his first movie post Harvey be feature a, a man who has a reputation in the industry that may or may not be earned. And yeah. that's also another factor of it of like, did he kill his wife? Did he not? It's yeah. unclear. And that and and you're supposed to sort of sympathize with the fact that he has to live with this reputation. That then yeah, you're right. he exerts this violence against all these women in a heroic way that only the audience is aware of is heroic. Only we are aware of the fact that he's actually saving Sharon Tate. All of it just left this bad taste in my mouth yeah. as to like, no, what I is, didn't like it. What well, is and the flashback to the scene with the, with the wife, you sort of have that moment where you think, oh, she did seem like a pain. I mean, that, that it's that it's a honeymooners joke. I'll like, tell of you, course he killed her. She wouldn't shut up. And I'll tell you what seemed you know just what I mean? as misogynistic sort of the, in a much smaller way, yeah. that all the women snore. Oh, 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 that oh, I'm so, crazy. I can't, I can't believe I forgot that. I actually thought that was just I'm as offensive. I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I, I didn't ab- pick up on that at all. I, oh yeah, every oh, woman so in it snores. I'm so glad you brought that up. I completely forgot. And when I saw the movie, right after I saw the movie, that infuriated yeah, me. Yeah, that, that was annoying. You take these women, this Wait, who idea. Who else other than Sharon Tate? Sharon, the, the new, the Italian wife. The Italian wife. Yeah, uh-huh. and he seemed the idea, okay. oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because the idea is. And played for comedy. Women are so gorgeous, but no matter what happens, you bring them home and they're gonna snore. And their feet are dirty. Yeah, and yeah. they're just you think you think you married a doll, and now you're gonna have to find a new one. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, that it was, was really, a, and it's so, that was the touch that was even more misogynistic. I thought so than too, actually, because it was so glad that you brought that up. I'm here for you, babe. Oh, I've never loved you more, Brian. Really? You triggered my memory and I'm delighted. Oh, that's so nice. Let's do a quick question. Then we're going to have to get out of here because it's taking forever and we're going to have to sing us out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dear Ron and Brian. Yeah. It's the most important time of the year. Award season. And I can't think of two better people to ask advice from when it comes to hosting the most fantastic Oscars party while on a budget. I'm a 27-year-old new sober and just getting back on my feet. Lucky I have found 
luckily, I think, I have found a lovely apartment in San Francisco in a stable job in a high-end grocery store. I happen to know it's a Trader Joe's, I think, which I'm not. Look, I'm happy he's stable and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne has an apartment in San Francisco. I'm becoming happier and stable, and I thought sharing my favorite day of the year with a group of my new friends I've made since moving to the city would be a great housewarming. I consider myself someone who has good taste, but it's been a long time since hosting a party, especially while sober. Any suggestions for food themes, ballot designs, decor, etc. While not breaking the bank, I want to do something that is fun and impressed my new circle of friends and a beautiful combination of my hard work to get and stay sober. Love you both and hope there's an Oscar episode this year. Well, we're doing it right now, Sam. You sent the letter. Of course we're doing an Oscar episode. Uh, attached is a photo of the spread I did at this year's Golden Globes for a much smaller group than will be at the coming party. Let me know what you think is a starting point. Now, I have This is to a real say, Rana question. Well, the charcuterie plate is gorgeous in this picture. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, just, isn't this stunning? Stunning. I mean, I mean he, he knocked yeah, it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's gorgeous. It is. But I will say two things. Seed lip. This what? is there is apparently Did you just now call me? There, there's a <laughs> there is <laughs> there is a whole new world of non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah. That gin even. Gin this is seed lip. Gin, oh, gin. oh. They do there's another within that family of beverages, they do a champagne, they do with it. So you don't have to only do Martinelli's. Nice. The only thing I will say about that is I wonder if that is triggering to people. I don't right. know how don't that either. works. I think if I didn't drink, I wouldn't want to drink that tasted like a drink I used to have. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I would go and get Pellegrino and Perrier and LaCroix, La supposedly LaCroix, however you told me I'm supposed to say that. Uh, I would go and put a, I would set up a beautiful beverage bar with sliced fruit, sliced citrus. Pellegrino, they've got the blood orange, they've got the aranciata, they've got the limonada. I would do all those beautiful flavors. Yeah. I would do that gorgeous charcuterie that you showed me. And get the plain seltzer, just again, you could add fruit to it. Absolutely. And also water, not everybody likes bubbles. Yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Almost, you could almost think of your charcuterie like a fruit charcuterie. Yeah. At the bar, just a beautiful tropical looking situation. That is nice. I like that. I think- I like to do a high-low, so I'd probably order wings or something like that. That's fun. And the other thing is, I'm going to make a little count here, but I wonder if we can't send you some chocolate Oscars for your party. I think that's a really You know this, idea. Sam. This is the one we met after the San Francisco show. Oh, yeah. Sam, I don't know if I'm he so wants glad. me to say his name, no, but that's who this is. But you know what? I'm so yeah. glad that he's doing well and, yeah. and everything's working out and for he's him. he's doing great. We I had love a little that. chat with him after the show, you remember, with Aaron. I do remember. Was, she was so wonderful with him and so kind with him. He lives in that neighborhood near Dolores Park, which I guess is the mission. Um, and uh, that's the neighborhood where the skateboarders uh, skate right by you. And that's the only time I ever get called the F word is by those skateboarders really? in San Francisco. <laughs> those punk kids. That's kind of Refreshing. Oh One time they Jeez. ran into a Porsche. I saw it happen. They ran into a Porsche and the guy goes, what are you doing? Well done is when he goes, what are you doing? It's the only time I've ever felt sorry for a Porsche driver because then they started calling him the F word over and over. And he was over and over and over again. Until to, the, he had to, to the level that, do you think they knew what it meant? The people driving I know Porsche? that sounds crazy. No, but you know, little kids, how old were these kids? Two. 
Oh, no, they were, they were like Teenagers? teens, oh, punk yeah. teens. Yeah. yeah. Horrible jerks. Yeah. Anyway, they thought that was, they thought that was real, a real act of rebellion in San Francisco to yeah. call someone the F. You know what? I'd love to see them skateboard up a hill and let's see how tough you are. There you go. Yeah. All right. We have to thank Madam Adam B. Very for being here. We have to <laughs> Senior thank entertainment writer of Variety. Editor at large, pardon me, Kate Arthur. Yep. No relation to B. Arthur. Just kidding. Or to by Arthur marriage, the movie. By marriage. I'd like to say no relation, but it's not true. It's yeah. just not true. My father's first wife. <laughs> His father, the, what? Yes, I'm first sorry, Brian. We should have covered this before so you could have. Are you kidding? Do you know her? I never met her, no. They, their marriage was annulled. Um, but it's like John Peters and Pam Anderson. Yeah. Like John Peters and Pam Anderson. <laughs> um, but I found this out because I was pawing through stuff in my dad's office when and this is at the height of Maud. And I was like, why is there a picture of Maud in your stuff? Not, you know, she was like wearing actually a Marine uniform in the picture. So it was very B. Arthur. But um and that that was what how I found out that she that, was my father. Why did she keep treasure. his name? If they were annulled. Um well, according to my parents, I can't yeah. believe that. I feel like <laughs> in, in my father himself and my mother also, yeah. she was obsessed with my father. Understand. Followed, enlisted in the Marines because he was in the Marines. Oh. And uh, and they married. Um, That's a huge compliment. Yes. And, 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 and then kept the name but changed the spelling because when she realized she wanted to be an actor. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Because my name is spelled in a what was her? Way. What's her real name? I wonder if it was like B. Bumblestein. Um, <laughs> B. Bumble. I mean, like you that. can't think, you can't blame her for taking Arthur. It's true. It B. Bumblestein. If only she had um, lived to see the day where B's back in. Oh, she must have been Catholic too, B. Bumblestein. Defi- oh, definitely. <laughs> B. Bumblestein's a very Catholic name. Um, All right. I actually thought that joke, and I decided not to make it at my own expense. Oh, Ronald, uh, this is really quick. Her, I just her, want to know. Okay, Wikipedia says that her uh, she was born uh, Bernice Frankel. There you go. Be Bumblestein. Well, you know what? She didn't come up with the skinny girl margarita. Would have loved the two popes. <laughs> Would have loved it. Would have loved okay. it. Okay. The other thing is, Brian and I want to ex- announce, very exciting. We are doing an Oscars wrap-up show. Believe it. It will come out February the 10th. Yep. But if you want to get in on this, you need to join us on Patreon. We did it. We are launching our Patreon with an Oscars wrap-up show. That's right. Patreon.com slash Ask Rana. Who doesn't want more Ask Rana content well, is what I want to know. <laughs> we got to find out. I think they all want it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do it enough. So come join us on Patreon next Monday. We are launching a same-day wrap-up on the Oscars, and you'll get to hear what we thought of everything. And also, a big kiss-kiss to Erin, who couldn't be here. She's getting t- sleeve tattoos. Uh, that's why she couldn't come. Is that true? Yeah. She's she's making his sleeve bigger. One of you and one of me. <laughs> well, we love Erin. Of course. And we can't wait for her to be back next year. In the meantime, I would love a proper outro, and I'd love for it to be a song, this an Oscar-nominated an song. Os- here? Present, you want to present me? <laughs> I kind of like it when you do With it. With the Oscar-nominated song from Toy Story 4. We did only animated films that had more than You're two right. installments. Yeah. Yeah. From the Oscar-nominated film, Toy Story 4, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, starring Spork, (laughs) by Randy Newman. I can't let you 
I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. I can't let you. I can't. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. Want to see the sun come up each morning? Don't you want to see the sun go down each day? Don't you want to see that little girl who loves you so? How would break if you should go? I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. You're going to behave yourself. You're going to do this every day. You're going to have to save yourself. One more day. You're not listening anyway. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can let you throw yourself away. All right, that's it. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Fabulous. Thank you to our wonderful guests, Kate Arthur, Adam Berry. Can people Beveri. follow you everywhere? Where can they follow you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at, at Adam Berry. And Kate, where are you at? Kate Arthur on Twitter, K-A-T-E-A-U-R-T-H-U-R. And of course, at Variety, they can always follow the, the latest scoops. All the scoops, yes. and you can email us at askron at gmail.com for advice. And Askron is a podcast that's free everywhere. So And join listen, us at, at patreon.com slash askron for the Oscar wrap-up show. That's a wrap on Sh- Throwing Shaska's 2020. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.